2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app.
0: Napa Know How
1: Hey everyone, John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream.
0: Napa Know How.
1: All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome everybody to today's episode of the SmackDown Live recap here on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. So much going on in the world of entertainment and media, and out there beyond your televisions. But last night was a lot of professional wrestling conversation promos oh and an occasional match or two that was thrown in this is such an interesting tact that wwe has taken this week with focusing more on promos and vignettes and conversations than the actual wrestling on the heels of aew we talked about it yesterday thanks to everybody who watched our raw recap but i'm your host john roca joined as always by the ceo of the pro wrestling sheet ryan satin ryan what are your thoughts about this as we look at this smackdown episode and raw episode a lot of talking a lot of vignettes. Yeah, a lot of talking, a lot of vignettes,
3: <laughs> and, you know, I, I enjoyed SmackDown more than I enjoyed Raw. Sure. Uh sure. Usu- like, like Usually. Like always. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think that, once again, I just, they they did a little, I'm trying to think of the right words to say this. They, they tried, I think they tried a little harder here on SmackDown. Sure, sure. They started off, well, not started off, but they had the match early, you know, up front, they had a match pretty early on. A good match, yeah. A very good match, mm-hmm. that you know, a 15-minute match or whatever, so... Um, which I think was a smarter tactic yes. than just going out there and doing an hour of no wrestling. Right. Uh, but I, I still, you know, it's tough because I still struggle with the fact that, like, I know that typically this time in WWE is a slow period. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a it's it's a year round thing, you know. Right. So I know that this period is usually kind of boring afterwards, right. um, especially when there's a champion that maybe Vince isn't like doesn't doesn't get his creative juices flowing for necessarily okay, okay. like I'm not saying he dislikes Kofi Kingston but it doesn't right. really there's nothing really similarly to Daniel Bryan after he had his big title run there was nothing like really like you know any great feud he went into afterwards right, right, and right. you know Kevin Owens was was pass, was a good it wasn't bad but it wasn't like anything mind-blowing or anything like yeah. that and, and and Dolph Ziggler's been good but yeah. you know uh there wasn't to the best of my knowledge like not a ton of advancement mm-hmm. on that last night right. so um no there wasn't there wasn't right no. yeah that's what i thought so uh, i didn't want to like say that and then i missed a segment no, or something no, but a, but yeah. yeah i just feel like they're 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 um th- there's a lot more they could do to just kind of like and not because, like, no, yeah, because of AEW, they sh- I'm sorry, like, yeah. there are people in the wrestling industry that are watching them, there are so many yeah. people that wrote me, uh, you know, in the comments of YouTube, or, um, you know, just friends that used to watch wrestling that were like, yeah, I watched mm-hmm. Double Run, that was really cool, it's like the stuff I used to like, um, and then they were tuning into Raw to see if, like, Raw was gonna do anything to step it up, yeah. and... I don't know if I feel like they stepped it up at all this week, um, but I did enjoy SmackDown. I yeah. thought it was, it was a good show. Yeah, yeah. It's just similar to what I said yesterday. I just feel like they should kind of put their, their dukes up a little more. But I did see one. There's only one person who responded via social media, and I don't have their name here. Yeah. Um, it might have been in the comments of YouTube. I'm pretty sure it was on social media, though. They did point out the fact that, you know, it's possible that they don't necessarily feel like they have to as much right now. That's what I said that. Because about they're yesterday. not on the show. Because AEW's not on TV yet. Yeah. You know, when AEW's on TV and they really have to, like, look and see which show did better. Right. There's going to be... And I don't think that TNT is going to do better. You know, going to do better right away than WWE. Right. But um, I just think that that they might be a little more defensive at that point.
1: I get that point, but it, it might be too late by that point. That's the danger. That is the danger, and that's the thing. So I get what the commentary was saying, because I was saying that a little bit yesterday that the WWE is playing the long game here a little bit. But you can you can get caught with your pants down, and because you start thinking, oh, you know, I know what's going to happen. There isn't that much. But as it builds, as it builds, as it builds, people start to get more interested. Start going around. You know, you we were talking off camera about the John Moxley interview he did today. Uh, you know, the formerly Dean Dean Ambrose of WWE, and he spoke openly about stuff going on. That kind of stuff spreads. He literally fans. said that.
3: Oops, excuse yeah. me. He literally said uh, that Vince McMahon and his creative process are killing the WWE. Yeah,
1: that's and which is something we've been saying to a lesser extent, or to a more, or to a higher extent, depending on the show. So, but yes, the way the uh, SmackDown started out really enjoyed having kofi kofi's a fighting champion it's been so long since i've seen a consistently fighting champion that I really appreciated this. There may not be any feuds not necessarily. AJ was a fighting
3: champion. Well, AJ, yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: I mean, like, you know where Lesnar held the belt up for so long? Okay. There was that feeling like, where's but the But SmackDown has had a champion. champion
3: for a long time. Right. They but, had AJ
1: Styles very consistently. Sure, fair enough. And, but it's nice to see that you got Kofi fighting it all the time. Like yeah. He's defending that belt all the time. Yeah, I mean, that has become
3: his gimmick right now. Is like, I want to yeah. have a great reign, so I'm down to fight for right. this one ever.
1: Are we, but are we, here's the question I have. because This is a really good match. And of course, we're but we're splitting the focus here between Kevin Owens and Ziggler. What is the what is the feud? That's what concerns me here. Yes, he beat uh, here Kevin Owens straight clean. So is that the end of the feud? I doubt it. Uh, You know, he's got a Superstar uh, Showdown right. I think he's going to fight Ziggler at the Superstar Showdown. So we've got that. But if he wins there, is that feud done? And the Kevin Owens one sparks back up again? I don't know. Daniel Bryan's off doing tag team stuff, so. This is the concern I have: is that they're splitting the focus of the fandom depending on the show they're on.
3: And sometimes, the, and for, for to me, yeah, when they're promoting multiple shows at once or feuds like that, that one's for down the line, one's for now. I do think it gets a little confusing, yes. especially when it's one person involved in both of them. Yeah, uh, and, and I thought the exact same thing while watching this last night. I thought to myself, like, we did this, yeah. Is this really needed? Like, yes, these two put on a very passable match. These two put on a match that I enjoyed, that was good. But I did think to myself, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, like, the, Kevin Owens just did this with New Day, and now they're in a feud with, or Kofi's in a feud with uh, with Ziggler. Yeah. My only guess is that this was done because he is going to transition into a feud with Big E. Right. Um, but, however, you know, there was that one interesting part in his promo. Yeah. Where he said it wasn't him, right? Which I mean, a lot of times when we hear that in WWE, it, it is that person.
1: Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get the but we'll get the footage later. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a heel turn from Big E, possibly right, lying. Like wasn't that, that what o Big Cass did? Yeah, yeah, that's what Big Cass did. recently. <laughs> you find that he was the one beating up? It, uh, what's uh, what's well, his he face?
3: Be, beating himself up? Remember he, he, was his, always, yeah. he kept being found like in the and then in the hallway. Yes. and then it was eventually. Uh, Corey Graves was, like, going to call him out, and then he turned heel like, over, yeah. Enzo, right? Isn't right, right. How that how all happened, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's in play here. I don't, with
3: you keep saying this, and I don't want New
1: Day to. Really? No, you want New Day to split? I don't want them to split, but I'm. I, my job is to analyze the situation, and it seems to me, based on the multiple years that I've watched professional wrestling, and it's still Vince doing his same stuff over and over again that I've seen these beats before. And yeah. so it feels to me, especially because Biggie has yet to come out and save them. Well, well, he just came back. He uh just had that one thing where he was off from injury. I know he's back, and then he just came back. He did, and he was dancing around, jumping up and down, doing. And then he got attacked. And then he got attacked, right? So how could he help them? He could come out at some point and boom, help in a little bit. They're hiding. They're hiding behind the whole thing. When Xavier Woods was was getting beat up by Ziggler, he didn't come out to help him.
3: Tinfoil, I like like it.
1: I I know I like it it. when he turns on him, Uh, and I just think that's what they're 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 seeming to probably happen when AJ
3: Styles turns heel again.
1: It was close. He was on the <laughs> precipice, and then they yanked him back. Well, like, the, well, they've done that too with Mandy and, Ro- and Mandy and Sonya. we we'll get to later. They brought him close to a breakup, and then brought one him back. of them. So will Sonya will eventually turn on role, Mandy, right? Eventually, but right now, doesn't but look like it. New Year merch so. machines, dude. Yeah, that's true. You're right. They yeah. are. They are, but it doesn't mean that if Big E turns on them, they don't still stay the New Day. But mm, I think no, we were talking about last this. week. They'll, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll lose that. It's important whole, to keep. Yeah, the part he's a of big
3: it. part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take out New Day from New Day, <laughs> they don't have any New Day. Yeah. Sorry, if they no, take out no, Big E from New Day. There is no New Day. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but I mean, Kevin Owens showed out in this match. He looked to be the most, the more aggressive wrestler, the more with the moves. So Kofi got his victory, but it was a bit of a kind of a uh, last second type thing. Well, so this is one of the bummers.
3: This is one of those bummers for me right now. Is that you know, Kevin Owens seemed like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You know, they were both out yeah. same time, long time. Um, and and Sami Zayn came back with uh, a refreshed character, new spin on his character. Yes, and it's done wonders for him. Yes, it's, it's made him it much more interesting, much more entertaining on TV. Agreed. Um, and has kind of propelled him into the main event more so than he had been in the past. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens seemed like he was on the verge of a character change. Like he was going to be everyday man. They were doing those vignettes where he was at the movies. He was at the bowling alley. He was like going to be everyday man. And then like this tidal wave of Kofi Kingston happened. And it really seems to have messed with where he was, where he's going to be and where, where his standing is and things. And so now it's almost like he's treading water, doing an old thing that has kind of, as much as I love Kevin Owens, one of my favorite wrestlers, where he
1: seems like he needs a refresh here's the deal and and this is maybe the most this maybe I may get shit for this, but I feel like we've hit the ceiling with Kevin. I feel we've seen Kevin do multiple different types of variations. Of the same character. And I like Kevin Owens as a wrestler. He's a damn good wrestler, but professional wrestling is character and skills. So for me, I feel like we've hit that seal. Even what Sami Zayn is doing, he, he's done this heel thing before. The problem is he's been hurt every single time it starts to go into a momentum. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it doesn't happen now again, but people have an affinity for Sami Zayn. There's a joyfulness to his character, healer face, that people like. I think with Kevin Owens, they sense that this is a guy who likes to play the heel and feels a little entitled. And that comes through, and so the fans don't necessarily jump on the KO train as strongly as they do the Sami Zayn train. See, I I, 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 I have to disagree. Okay. See, well, with part of that, yeah, yeah,
3: not all of that is that you know um, I hate that term the ceiling for someone because okay. I don't think anyone has a ceiling. Like anyone can get as far as they want and, and as much as okay. they're they're able to, right? And for me, especially after listening to the John Moxley interview yeah. uh, on Talkers Jericho, where he talks about the creative process and and how just, you know, how how much he hated being handed a script. And just for me, watching Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, is Kevin Steen, is what got me into independent wrestling. Right. Like, Kevin Steen, man, that guy was one of the coolest wrestlers on the planet. Yeah, I, I won't disagree with you. And, and so, I don't like to say his ceiling, because for me, it feels like Vince McMahon doesn't know how to write for Kevin Owens to make Kevin Owens the badass That's that fair point. his fans know he can be. Right. So, um... I think that's honestly the issue is that you know yep. Moxley in this interview that you brought up mm-hmm. earlier, he talked about how you know nothing he could do to change things would work. You know mm-hmm. he try, he tried, and just the whole process of like trying to get things changed. Two words, yeah, change in a promo took hours and hours and hours, and how it's like a whole process and getting things written down differently before it gets to vent all, all these different things, right? right? And I honestly feel like Kevin Owens is one of those people who is on a similar in a similar place that John Moxley was Dean Ambrose was where everyone knows what he has inside of him except right. for one person and yeah Vince does see him as a player in the in the, his mm-hmm. play you know but I just don't think that he sees him quite as important as as the rest of us do or yeah. at least as badass as the rest of us do right. I think so I think that's the main problem is I think that it's they don't know how to write for him to yeah. make him
1: cool This is a longer conversation because for me you're hearing only one side of it. And there's, no, there's nothing that says that, like, everything Moxley proposed would have totally worked. There's no guarantee. That well, I'm how not we saying that it.
3: just on one side of things. Yes, maybe for this specific Moxley scenario. Right, right. But I know very inside of, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have oh, very clear insight into it. Yeah. And, there, and Vince, I know of many times, yeah. you know, of things that don't get out, obviously, because it's so minute little things of, sure, like, sure. he says, never do this for this character. Right. And then one week later, he says, why aren't we doing this? Uh, and they then see, they're like, yeah. and they're like, can you literally that. said not to ever do that last week, you yeah. know? Or it's like, everything needs to be this, and then the next week it's like, no, no, everything needs to be that, right? And then, no, no, everything needs to be this, and it's like when you that's are just so erratic like that, it does mess with the creative process, and that's why yeah. we see things that are like for tonight, well, for last yeah. night's then like we're going to talk about where they suddenly make a rule of the 24-7 title that's only been around for two weeks, right? Two weeks is now no longer 24-7 for this certain period of time. Like, things like that. It's like, I don't know. It's, yes, you're right. There are two sides to
1: every story. I'm not trying to defend Vince here. No, but, 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 I mean. But I always, I always push, I always push back a little bit when a wrestler is like, well, I had all these ideas and they didn't put him in motion and that's why I left or that's why I'm not. It's like, well, look, other wrestlers were able to put in motion. Maybe you couldn't get, maybe what you proposed wasn't great. Maybe it was great. I just always hold a little bit of judgment to see if you can, if you get multiple tournaments. And I make a comparison to like acting, right? Eric Bana, Josh Lucas, there are new, the, the, the uh, theatrical world of film is full of potential leading men that had opportunities, but just didn't, didn't connect with the audience for whatever totally. reason. And they had all the tools. But for whatever reason, couldn't 100%. And I feel to me, Kevin is like 90% there. Had I was thinking of Taylor extra...
3: Kitsch when I think of those kinds Taylor of guys. Taylor Kitsch is a
1: good point yeah. as well. Good actor had three movies come back to back to back and they and, all tanked. all tanked. And he yeah. was done. And, and they are like,
3: sorry, Taylor. Sorry. Here's
1: True Detective. <laughs> yeah. But you know, what? Season, season two, the worst of them too. But like, you look at this situation and I think sometimes there are wrestlers who have the tools to come close, so close, but can't quite get over that hump 100% but see, to, to, to me, be one of the greats.
3: But to me, you know, and when I see that, yeah, a lot of times I don't see that as the wrestler not having the the what it takes to get over the audience. Okay. I see it as the writing, you know, Me. like yeah, you oh yeah. You guess there's nothing to do with it? Is there someone in particular you're thinking, of? No, besides No, I the think I
1: think I've seen multiple examples over the years of multiple decades of watching. I've seen people come close and not quite get yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? Like if they But playing... it's but they, but the thing is this. Just yeah. like you know. Yeah. It's a scripted thing, it so is, like totally. you can get them
3: there if you try hard right, enough. Right. Like the difference between all those is there. I guess it's not certainly, it's not totally the difference, but I think. The, no, it's, it is. The, yeah. Taylor Kitsch, for example, yeah. was in shitty movies. Like, yeah, he was the lead of three movies, but they were all shitty, and that's why no one could see whatever what what the people mm-hmm. in Hollywood saw in Taylor Kitsch. Right, and I think that's the thing is that like. If you're putting these great actors in shitty movies, yeah. then it's going to reflect on that actor. But in reality, it's the f-
1: 100 people behind him that put out a shitty movie. But the conversation also goes into something like Fastbender. Why does he keep choosing these type of projects that don't work out for him? Eventually, it starts to become like... There's a track record here, in the, and the common denominator is you. Yeah. And that star, that's where you start to worry about it. Now, Kevin has done great stuff with his opportunities. spenders in good movies. Mm, not in a long time. <laughs> if you can name one besides an I excellent mean, movie. I was going to say, <laughs> there isn't. There isn't. And that's the concern. None of those alien movies were were remotely kind of good. Uh, and, you know, the the snowman, all those are terrible. Okay, They're Light by the ocean, terrible. So those are those things you worry You're about. What the one where he shows his penis? Wasn't that one good? Didn't you like that one? That was 10 years ago. Is that 10
3: years? Yes. 90. I'm starting to get old. Naked. The other day when I was talking to like uh, people in here. Shame. shame. not called shame. I, yeah. Shame. I was talking to Thad about that Batman movie when they, when they announced the R.A. Pattinson thing. And I was like... I oh, don't know man I just feel really like You need wait 15 years Before you make another Batman movie And he's like Batman? Like the Dark yeah. Knight movies Came out 15 years <laughs> said, ago And I was like
1: 2008 Oh
3: man Those <laughs> did like Come out 15 yeah. years ago a while, like, a while. shit You know And I was like well, What about Batman <laughs> he said, Well it wasn't Just a Batman movie right. And the Batman movie He was gonna do Is this And I was yep. like Oh man Okay good
1: point Like <laughs> Time goes fast.
3: I was like, now. "All right, cool. Bring on a Batman
1: movie.
0: <laughs> bring on, bring on Robert Pattinson. Yeah, we'll
1: see." But No, but but I I love Kevin and I want him to succeed. I just wonder where. The, and you might be right. It might be a it might be the writing that's not quite getting in there and the opportunities with the for the feuds that will elevate him. He
3: needs to be an antihero. Yes, the reason he was popular on the indies is because he was a sh- dickhead. Yeah. who didn't give a shit. But Which is who but he is. you cheered for him. Yeah. And, his and it was much of his
1: personality. Awesome.
3: It was great. Yeah. He was one of the most compelling things on the independent scene. And so I just feel like if you were to me, making him an antihero is the way to go, is to actually make him a face. Right. Like they would seem like they were gonna No no what he like was. Like a twin. Like
1: stone cold? Yeah, kind of. Like the rock, yeah. Where he's
3: like a good, he's a bad guy, but you cheer for him. That's what you need to do with Kevin Owens, in my opinion. Like they were trying to do with Becky Lynch, but she, yes. but they, but they, they got cold they feet dulled her him. edges. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and that's the thing that scares me when you look at the WWE, they have been on the precipice of creating these characters that could have been this. But with this TV deal and this desire to go mainstream, fully go mainstream, right? Things change. Things start to be a little more like softer on the edges, and you're like, ah, you're gonna lose for the sake of mainstream attention. You're gonna lose the edginess that makes it so incredible and used to make it great. Yes, as much as you, you, you and there are things you can find to bash about the attitude era, of course. DNA matches number one almost. Um, there was so much personality yeah. and edginess and pushing the boundaries and the lines of what you can do and becky was a callback to that yeah and they dulled her edges like to the point where people like yay it's becky but it's not the becky i wanted
3: i honestly believe that merch plays a big factor into it sure too. a good point yeah. i think that when you get to a certain level and like you're going up you're going up you're going up and then you start making a lot of money in merch yeah, or yeah. they're making a lot of money off you in merch they want to preserve that yeah they're like well Let's play it safe now with this person forever so until you, you they're not a money? commodity anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, well, but but you could have done be- You yeah. could have made even more money off of them if you had just taken that extra risk. And that's one of my problems sometimes, where I see with WWE, I feel like someone gets to a certain level and they're like, no, we're we're good with that person yeah, right yeah, there, yeah. right where they are. <laughs> you know, we don't need them to do more. We have. The people there. We think Seth Rollins and Rowan Reigns, we think they're good on GMA. Yeah. We don't need Kevin Owens to be that.
1: That's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and then absolutely. it starts to
3: like and I think that, you know, from listening to the Mox interview or yeah. from reading Luke Harper's statement, people start to get fucking depressed over that shit. Of course. When one because you it's this thing that you love and the one holder of the key is like, Oh, sorry, you can't come in this room. It's like um wayne's world where it's like my girlfriend's in there and right. he's like a lot of guys girlfriends are in there you know it's like <laughs> it reminds me of that where it's like no no all <laughs> my friends are in that room and it's like yeah. a lot of people's friends are in that room sorry yeah you're in that room and it's like yeah. hey, i don't know it's it's i heard cody rhodes in the past refer to as like the golden circle of talent you know yep. and and it's really hard to to break through that and i think that unless you've broken through that vince doesn't See you as that person, and yeah. that does frustrate me. It, it's got to frustrate others too. And I'm, uh, but, yeah. but yes, I'm, we've gone on a long winded conversation oh, about Kevin conversation. Owens. The, no, 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 I know. And it's something yeah. that I was very interested by watching this because I, yeah. I, I liked the match, but the whole time I was thinking like, ah, just, just, just watching that match and then listening to the Moxley interview, it very much felt like he's in that same position. Yeah. I don't know if he is angry backstage, but he very, it, it just. It appears that way. You know, there was yeah. an interview Kevin Owens did where he literally said he didn't stay for WrestleMania this year. He had his thing before and then left because he was so mad about not being on the car. Yeah. I mean, that's got to bother
1: you. Yeah, of course. And I understand that completely. You know, when you hit that wall, you're like, you know, how much more can I keep giving here at some point? And I've got to take care of me. And self care is more important at times in these situations, in these moments, because Kevin has given a lot of years to WWE. Now, people, you talk about Dark Knight. How long? Kevin O's been in here for a while mm-hmm. in WWE, and still trying to make it work. So we'll he's got see. about four years left on his deal, too. Yeah, yeah. And trust me, I know about knocking on the door not being let in. All right, let's move on to the <laughs> next thing. Heavy machinery. I went to Equinox. You know, heavy. What is this? Oh. No. <laughs> You're that way, Roka. (laughs) uh, No, no. Uh, Heavy Machinery wants a title shot. Uh, 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 Daniel Bryan came down with... Uh, Rowan, and they had a nice little promo there talking about how the tag team division is it's crap right now. They don't feel that anybody can challenge them, and they're looking for something, and they're making jokes at the tag team division's expense. Rowan was actually kind of funny with that joke. He was great. I was surprised by that. I thought Rowan was,
3: was, was, very, <laughs> was perfect in his role
1: here. And something we've been talking about for quite some time, heavy machinery finally showed up to challenge them, and I thought this was funny, especially on the heels of me watching that ride-along episode preview with Mandy and Sonya talking about uh, Otis and what he does and how they can't understand him when he's talking, so to see him now getting showcased, this is great, and uh, I hope this is the next feud with these guys because it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah,
3: because they've had two interactions between them now. First was just a stare down. Yeah. Now we had this. I can't understand uh, what you're saying. I also hope this is the direction they're going in. I know that it might seem to some as like a step down for Daniel Bryan, but because ah. he was just champion, but he just had a title run, you know, and, yeah. and now he's now he's using his. Um, his his status to help elevate others. Dan
1: a lifer, man.
3: Yeah, and people love Otis. People yeah. love Otis. If he can help get heavy machinery over in some way. Get some good matches Agreed. out of them. Um, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that you know because they've been because they're mainly a comedy act. Um, we haven't really seen a lot of wrestling from them, and yeah. to be honest, they are a fun act to watch in the ring. They, yeah. I'm not. I, I enjoy them in NXT. Yeah, and I'm not saying I've seen them put on, like, you know, five-star matches yeah, or anything right. like that, but I'm saying I think that they have potential. Mm-hmm. I think that both, you know, Tucker was in the system for a long time. Otis is brimming with charisma, yeah. and he's fun to watch in the ring, and I just feel like uh, th- there's there's good times to be had with all four of these guys. Yeah, right, right. Um, Daniel Bryan doing his whole, like, you know this division sucks, and doing this whole Captain Planet thing was fun. I, I think <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Um,
1: Oklahoma stuff, yeah. The he,
3: he said about he said that the, they made that fracking joke, which yeah. I thought was great. A
1: fracking joke in WWE, like, incredible. That, I went over so many heads, <laughs> oh,
3: probably, did. but I did. I guarantee most people thought that he was just trying, like he was doing, like, like some people say, freaking, like yeah. he was trying to do it like that, like he was like a dorky dad, and not or, realizing he was making like an actual joke
1: <laughs> or a Battlestar Galactica reference. <laughs>
3: Crack you. Uh, Oh, man. I used to love that show. Yeah, people did. People joined. Did you not like that show? I
1: didn't like the show. I think I I, I watched the first season, and somehow I just got lost and couldn't get into it. Fair. And my friend gave me the entire collection on Blu-ray, that steel box. And I've had it for over a year and i have yet to pop it open to watch it. So I I don't know. We'll see. I didn't watch I I my brother was all about People
3: it. People love that. Yeah, shit. my brother was like, You gotta watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when everything was starting to get on Netflix when they'd send oh, the yeah, DVDs like, in the mail still. Mm-hmm. And he was like, You gotta watch this show. Like, it's insane. It was already done. Mm-hmm. And I started watching it. And so I had the luxury of watching it through. Yeah. I liked it a lot, but it, did you watch when you watched the first season, did you watch the movie beforehand? I watched the movie beforehand. beforehand. And you didn't and, like that and, really? And, no,
1: I did. I did that's the thing. So you liked the movie? I liked the show. I just lost. Like yeah. I got distracted, and getting back into a dense show like that yeah. is a
3: lot of effort.
1: It's a v- yeah, fair. Because now at this point, I'd have to rewatch the whole damn thing. Oh yeah, you From super would to yeah. remember everything.
3: It's and, definitely a thinker show, yeah. like where yeah. there's a lot of. Like, it's similar to like a Game of Thrones, where it's like there's a lot of like names oh, yeah. and like Holy shit. things you need to remember, yeah. and it's like, but it's still fun. It yeah. loses itself near the end. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so the Daniel Bryan thing, I I, I really um. Yeah. I think he could help the tag division. I think that I bringing him into that was very smart on their part. They needed another solid tag team. Right. Um and I'm hoping that, you know, he beats I think they'll beat uh Eventually they'll, yeah. they'll beat the heavy. They'll beat heavy machinery, and I feel like another few tag teams might come up from NXT after that. Like I really feel like Street Profits have a chance if they're, if they're not. If Street Profits don't win the NXT street tag profits. titles okay. at, um,
1: at the Take upcoming over. Takeover, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I think that they're going to get called up and brought to SmackDown mm-hmm. for for a you know tag team run.
1: When is that Takeover? It's coming up soon, right? It's this weekend, is it really? Oh
3: yeah, yeah. I, oh, it shit. is because I have a call coming up for it okay. with Triple H. But my- not, not between the two of us. Like oh. Oh, call. Like okay. a media call with Triple H.
1: Oh, so what, how does that I work? I don't
3: just call Triple
1: H. <laughs> Yo, all here. Hey, Hunter, what's <laughs> up, man? You excited about takeover? <laughs> Tell me about takeover, brother. You know something, brother? Do you, do, you, do you? How does the call work? Do you guys get to ask questions? Or, yeah. Wow. So it's a whole bunch of people calling in. Yeah, but also like, does he know who you are when you call in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you so say, you, you talk to Triple H. You
3: say. Hey, Hunter, or you say, hey, Paul, it's Ryan. Right. Thanks for doing this. You know, right. Like, yeah. So but, you
1: do get to ask him and talk to him. Yeah,
3: Paul. but it's not like me just texting him and. Well, like, of course not. It's but. not like that, you know, but yeah, I mean, you, and, you know. How's Stephanie and the kids? I'm <laughs> interested on this call to see how I, someone will bring up AEW. Of course. I don't know how it's going to get brought up, but someone will. Because Moxley. But the thing is, is that it's like you can only ask about certain things. So you they tell
1: you that ahead of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm well, sure. I'm sure.
3: It's not like they give you specific topics, but it's like. This call is about NXT takeover, right, so talk. Right. You have to talk to Triple H about NXT takeover. You can't just be like, "Yo, what did you think about that New Japan match?" You know, like, you know, you can't just like throw stuff out. And like a lot of, t- there are definitely people who have asked inappropriate questions. Oh, I'm sure. And then I don't hear them on the calls in the future. So <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you, got you know, be smart about it. But if you guys think of a, if you got a good question you want to oh, yeah, you want to ask through. Triple H about takeover, feel free to leave it in the comments. I'll probably see it. Uh, or tweet it to me at Ryan Satin, and I will keep that in mind tomorrow. Well, if there's I someone, tomorrow.
1: is it all right? Well, if there's someone I'd love to it's be in a crush, is, is that today? Oh, we better get oh, off. Oh, here, then. If there's someone I'd love to be in a press call with, it's Mandy Rose. That's for damn sure. She <laughs> came out with her HERS magazine. She's on the cover. I think it's called HERS magazine. Which, yeah, who's ever heard Which, of that magazine? Heard, it's a Muscle and Fitness magazine. I guess one of their you know like offshoots. <laughs> oh, yeah, calls tomorrow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> one of their offshoots there for Muscle and Fitness. But it was such a weird picture. Mandy's such a fantastic shape. She's always wrestling in like you know the short shorts and whatever. You're like put that picture on. I don't know why they put a almost a full covered body. It makes no sense to me. And a side shot. She's got Why is all covered up on the cover? Yeah, why put the woman? It makes no sense. She, she works hard on her body. She should. If you watch her Instagram she videos. She's like booty shorts and a top. No, but the, they're almost down to the knee. That makes no sense. Show her full on with the abs and everything. She she deserves it. But anyway, she walk around with that Sonya's weather. They're handing up. They mess with uh, Ember Moon who's sitting there, which is weird. Just to throw Ember on for some weird little promo Random. there. Yeah, and then she comes out to the ring to take on Carmella. Um this was interesting because it was like felt like a little bit of a throwback to those times when they were like let the divas wrestle because this was a two-minute like match. Two minute match yeah. it was yeah. ridiculous. She kicked the magazine out of her Hand. They had a which was fun, right, right? It was, a, and it was fun for having minutes. Sonya on the outside showing
2: off right. the magazine,
1: right? Tearing on, and then she interferes uh, on the ring rope, which ends up costing Carmella best. But if you watch that video, Carmella drags Mandy on top of her to get herself pinned, and I was like, ooh. So there was a little bit of a maybe there was a mix-up there, or maybe Car- that Carmella was supposed to help in that situation, but it was a little, it was more obvious than it needed to be. So she took the pin and Carm- but I, you know, for a former two-time champ, it's kind of weird to take the pin that fast. Yeah, I, I'll so, be honest,
3: I tried so hard to focus on this match. Yeah. I literally tried to, I was watching, and my phone took over. I was looking at my phone, and I was yeah. like, I didn't watch any of that. Yeah. When the pin came, yeah. I rewound, and then like a minute and I was like, I <laughs> started looking at my phone again, and then I rose head. and I was like, they're not going to get my attention with yeah. this match. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not a knock on either of them, but a two-minute match that's focused around a magazine nobody's heard yeah. of, that nobody cares about. I'll be honest. Being in a magazine isn't that cool anymore in 2019. There's so many of them. Also, I was gonna say there's less of them. I was gonna say, oh, fair. Well, I guess there's so many of them, but nobody's reading them. Like that's, the that's thing what I really saying. mean. Is like nobody's really reading any yeah. magazines yeah. anymore. You no. know, it's so, all digital stuff. Yeah, it's all digital. So yeah. like, unless you're on their digital site, yeah, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but I get, I know they got to promote for the her brand. Are, it works. But there's a lot of their wrestlers that are doing magazines and things. That they're oh, not sure. promoting out there. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I this. This segment, I, I had trouble with.
1: Yeah, I liked the promo more than the match. Yeah. The promo was really good. Fire and Desire. I thought it was shot really well. Really gets them over as a tag team. But now, let's get that tag team title shot rolling. Like, it's time. And I, honestly, heel versus heel is fine, too. I was
3: big on the Iconics winning, but I wouldn't have a problem with Fire and Desire getting it. And it leading to a breakup angle between the two of them. Oh, because, down
1: the road. Yeah, Yeah, because okay. Sonya,
3: honestly, was my favorite part of this whole match. Yeah, And she wasn't in the she match. So, which is I guess that's a bad thing. But, like... And this is not a knock on the other two, but, but in the short amount of time they had, I feel like Sonia maximized her screen time the best. You know, that Sonia was funny on the outside doing the whole magazine yep. thing. Um, and yeah, Carmelo's funny kicking the magazine out of right, Mandy's right. hand, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I felt like Sonia owned this, was, was more captivating than everyone else in this Could segment. I couldn't
1: agree with you more. I, I think she is the more natural performer of the two. Uh, I think Mandy is the one that people want to see because she's beautiful, she's gorgeous, she's sexy, she's voluptuous. It works. We get it. It works. No, I'm not trying, trying to be. Tell <laughs> the truth. It it's, it's. It works. And with with Sonya, it's. She's a great character. She's also in fantastic shape. Good wrestler. MMA background. But she makes the most out of her time. And that's a great point because she doesn't get to get showcased as much as Mandy. Yep. For those reasons. Yep. And so you get, you get to see what she can do with it. And she does a good time. And they're a great combo. They're a great combo. And you can tell their friendship is really genuine and watch their show. So it's good. We'll see how this you goes. You love their donut show. I, well, the ride along. I'm excited to watch that ride along. I can't wait. I just like her chemistry. I like good characters. Yeah, she's a beautiful look at, but if she wasn't, if she was boring, I wouldn't care. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a dime a dozen. But she has a good personality, interesting personality, and she has a good connection with her mom that comes through on the Instagram. That's nice. That's really that is, sweet.
3: That is nice. I know.
2: I
1: know you're trying to denigrate how I feel no, about no, it feels. No, I'm not, not going to let you do it. I'm not, <laughs> not going to let you do
3: it. <laughs> I like that you're such a big Mandy Stan. She's
1: not. A, I don't objectify her. I just state the truth of what she's like. Anyway. We'll see what happens as this, as this comes down. But also, the other promo we should talk about before we get too uh, wrapped up is this 24 7 thing Is now uh, has been uh, peppered through the night as well. Carmella running off with, with R Truth earlier. We're going to see that come into play later on down the road, but those promos have been there as well. Uh, what's his face? Drake is trying to find him. Drake's continuing his missing... online
3: mission to find R Truth, yeah. R-Truth. yeah. <laughs> so stupid.
1: Anyway, all right. So then we have this the highlight of the night for Ryan Satin. It's the Shane McMahon Appreciation Night. Boy, this was a phenomenal waste of minutes. I don't know what's happening. That promo was like, I, it made me almost like, like mad because I was such a big, you say Stan, I'm such a big Shane McMahon Stan from the beginning. Yeah, me too. Loved him. Uh, and I, from my, my friend Matt Burke back in the 90s, he said to me after the first Shane McMahon match, he goes, that guy's the future of wrestling. And I was like, you're crazy. He's the, he's the, he's the owner's son. He's the, but he has persevered. But now it's almost like... Ah, it's a, it's like it's wasted now because it does feel you that can't way. appreciate him because it isn't a well-done rollout to this heel turn. And so you're just going along with this because you have to.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I was watching this segment, I was thinking to myself, I tweeted it. I said, uh, Paige is GM greater than Shane is the authority because she was great. She was great. They literally took their gr- their greatest authority figure yeah. out of the role to replace her with their worst authority figure yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Shane was fun as a face,
1: but Shane's always great as a face. But Shane's not Vince. I'm yeah. sorry, and
3: I know that's how they're trying You're to right. angle it right
1: now. But he's not Vince McMahon. Neither of them are. No, and Stephanie nor nor uh, Shane. But
3: Stephanie is much more easily hateable. Oh, sure. Like for some, there's, there's something about her, and the fact that she's always been there. There wasn't yeah. like this lull of her going away. Um, it's e- she she has that evil voice yeah. that she can do. She's She's got the evil vibes more, even though she's a nice person.
1: Yeah, that's what I hear. Um, if she could put more nuance to the evilness, she'd be just as good as Vince. That's the only thing that's missing for me with Steph is that nuance, where Shane has the nuance, but people don't People gravitate to the heildom of him. And I don't know what it is, but he's just slower with his delivery. Yeah. Yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's, it always
3: looks like he's memorizing a script. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't look natural. Um, and I think Shane's a great performer, but I, do, I think it's similar where he's stuck in the, like, reading a script mode, you know? Yeah. That he's reading his stuff that
1: isn't his words sometimes. Um, There's also a conversation to be had, Ryan, that his interests weren't 100% wrestling. No. He's done a lot of things outside of wrestling, where Stephanie has always been focused on wrestling. And, yes, yeah, she had her fitness stuff, but wrestling has been her focus, and she deserves credit for that. Shane, I think when he comes back to it, it always feels like Shane's visiting. It never feels like Shane is really alive. I'm shocked he's been around this long. Yeah, that's true. This is the longest probably he's been around a while. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. It 100% is. Yeah. Um, but this segment, you know, it's like the Miz thing just didn't work. Right. I'm sorry. And it seems like it's maybe not even over. But the Miz thing just didn't work. (laughs) And now we're into this Roman Reigns thing. And it's like, like, put him again. If they had spent the amount of time Mm -hmm. they've spent on Shane McMahon in, in an actual... Wrestling with lots of talent with Kevin Owens. That's what I was just gonna say. Like, someone like Kevin Owens, the amount of time they have spent to try and get you to hate Shane McMahon could have been spent on someone who can actually back it up in the ring, who you actually want to see Roman Reigns go up against. And and my problem is that it's just like we don't care about another Shane McMahon match. Like, where is this going? I don't. It's not a compelling storyline, Shane versus Roman Reigns. It yep. hasn't been this whole time. You know, I'm really hoping this isn't the direction for the next <laughs> few months on SmackDown. Yeah. Because it's like like even if they put this effort into Elias, which they started to, like they, they but instead it's all Shane. It's yeah. Shane, 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 Shane being driven down our throats, and it's like, why? Yeah. Nobody is clamoring for more Shane. Nobody's asking for more Shane. And this Shane McMahon appreciation night thing was like
1: I don't know. It was pretty dumb, I thought. Yeah, I thought so, too. You get the beats that they're trying to hit here because he's trying to make him a yield. He's trying to play these humble, and you see all these things, and you see all these people come out and do what they're doing to kiss his butt, but you're just like, yeah, this is kind of dumb. This is a- We've it's seen so this It's so copy many and times. paste. Yeah. It's so copy and paste. There's nothing original about it. No. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like,
3: and I get it. Like, cool, it's vintage wrestling, but yeah. it's not, like, compelling. Re- it's not yeah. compelling at right. all.
1: Right. You know, and so. It's so uncompelling that you had to throw the 24-7 title into the situation. Yes Where, uh, you know, Drake comes out chasing R-Truth. R-Truth pins Drake after one finishing move. And it's done. And then they beat up R-Truth, Elias, and uh, 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 Drew McIntyre. McIntyre, And then Elias pins uh, R-Truth. But it's it's almost worse that you gave Elias the 24-7 title. His first title in WWE was this throwaway
3: title. Yeah, man. Like, it was like, what? The optics of it are terrible. And it was just like a... I don't know. It was just like, R-Truth was kind of fun with that title. He but, was. Well, he got it back. He does. He but, does, which but it, which was telegraphed as well. Yes. Yeah. But it was just like, a, what, is, what is happening right now? Like, just because you throw a bunch of random things at me doesn't mean it's compelling. Doesn't yeah. mean it's like something I'm enjoying watching. And I do think that SmackDown was more entertaining than Raw this Sure, week. sure, sure. I just think that I was really wanting them to like, grab me yeah. this week. Uh, and, and they really didn't. I think that right. You know, Elias' first title in WWE being him having it for 30 minutes maybe, yeah, maybe. is is like, yeah. what? Like, come on, man. You've had this guy at like the forefront of your shows for like oh, two years now, a that year and a half?
1: Is, and that dude is ripped.
3: And that's his first title? Yeah. Is the shitty 24-7 title that's a joke? Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was dumb. I agree. It's dumb. Yeah. And then, and then like I said earlier, with Shane changing the the rules
1: yeah, yeah you're like
3: this title's only been around uh, two weeks yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah what you know you're already you're already changing i thought it was gonna be fun if you were trying to penalize during the match yeah. while he's trying to wrestle i don't know that's
1: me yeah well, and it gets set up that roman reigns because he comes down and has a whole thing and beats everybody up and uh, it comes down. Oh, no. I, actually, you know, they set up that it's going to be Roman yeah. Reigns versus R-Truth in a tag team match. I mean, with R-Truth in a tag team match against Elias and McIntyre later on in the night. Uh, but then let's move on to two more vignettes. Let's talk about the Aleister Black vignette. Did oh, you, yes. Did you like this vignette? Because it seems to preclude. This is a heel situation. Yeah, a little bit. But the heretic of heretics of men. I saw a lot of people saying they didn't like this. Oh,
3: and I really liked it. Okay. To me, this was something that was very different. Like, you don't normally see someone saying, like, I'm waiting. Yeah. Usually it's like, they do these vignettes for a few weeks, and then they come out, and then someone interrupts. Right. Or, they do these vignettes for a few weeks, someone's in the ring, and then they come out, and they make their debut, and then they start a feud with them. It's like very right. copy and paste still. So I kind of like that he was, like, explained that the reason he's doing these vignettes... And hasn't been wrestling for the past few weeks because yeah. he hasn't. He was like wrestling a ton on Raw and SmackDown and yeah. then nothing. Um, I kind of like that it was like an explanation for that. And it was like, I'm waiting for someone to call me out. Yeah. To be fair, it, it almost felt like a, like a sting vibe from mm. WCW where it was like, you knew, you know, he was lingering. Right. I feel like Aleister Black is kind of like, he's, he's lingering a little bit. He's just okay. like, chilling, yeah. waiting for someone to challenge him.
1: I, I feel like that's a cool. I I, I I hear your point. I think with people, and, and I think I'm a little bit... Uh, I'm thinking of in the middle. I, I like the opening and what he had to say in the presentation. I think at the end, though, begging someone to pick a fight with him, I thought was a little, like... You don't need to do that. People, let, let someone pick a fight with you. Don't ask for someone to pick a fight with you because then you're saying, I'm not going to get off this chair unless someone makes me. And it's like it feels a little bit like that, and I think that takes away from the overall vibe of Black Black, who's a pretty badass wrestler. So you're like, okay, who's going to step up, though? Who's out there on the SmackDown roster that's going to goad him into a match? Because everyone seems pretty occupied with the current uh uh, a wrestler so i I will see how this plays out but it feels to me like a little bit of a heel because of him talking about man and the heresy of man and all this kind of jazz so he may be going this way and the fact that he's waiting for people to call him out that's a heel move as well that's not a face move
3: my guess is lars yeah my guess my guess is lars destroys lucha house party and then we're gonna there (laughs) right well because they're wrestling
1: in yes (laughs) why yeah, people were real mad about that <coughs> one too. It's stupid. He already destroyed Lucia house already thirty-five fucking times. Now it's a match. Oh God! <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ. Uh, Throw more
1: truth in there while you're
3: ready uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, But yeah. I feel like he beats Lucha house party. Talks about. How there's been no competition. Oh, he's beaten. He's, there's Lars been. There's been no. 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 That Lars comes out and okay. says like, you know, he's been looking for an actual challenge and he wants Aleister Black or something like that. I'm down with that. I don't know. That's just a guess. It's not like an inside info. It's just my guess. I
1: love their NXT match. So I, at the paper. Me too. So, yeah. That, so we good to see them do it up again. And, I also yep. liked in this
3: Aleister Black promo. They changed the room finally a little bit. It wasn't just yeah. dark black. They had like that. Kind of like paint things on the back of it,, yeah. and it looked alternative and edgy, and yeah. I liked it, like it wasn't obviously that crazy of a thing, but i I liked the, it Lully tried yeah like it was it was like a little bit different than just like him sitting in a dark room you're like, why is he just sitting in this black
1: room in the yeah. dark?
3: Turn a light on man
1: <laughs> uh the other vignette I want to hit on uh is the uh finn Balor uh Inalmas, uh, uh or andrade uh uh vignette that was on I love. Andrade is a wrestler. It's coming along. It's coming along. It's not 100% there, but it's coming along. I think he's taking classes. Yes. And I think he needs to connect these sentences a little bit better and he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't like moving Zelina out of the spokesperson situation. So I kind of need to be a mix. It needs to be a mix. I agree. Right?
3: It needs to be like a
1: uh, her doing the heavy lifting. Yes.
3: And him coming in for like the final line of yeah. like a just. One good line he can practice all day of just like a
1: yes. Say this one sentence very clearly, you yeah, know. Because saying, "Oh, you took a ladder shot, you did not just take a ladder shot. You took a ladder shot from me. I was just like, ah, and I can do that. I'm Latino. Don't come at me. I, I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, this is not, this is not." Um, 100% what you want to say. It isn't badass. And if you said in Spanish it would be badass, I know. Agreed. But in English it loses something in the forcefulness in the translation. And I think that was a mistake there a little bit. But I, I appreciate that Andrade is trying, and I think that's part of he may be pushing wanting to try. I think he is. So that, that, And I get that, but, dude, understand it's a combo of you two that works. Do not try to take control of the speaking and the wrestling. I think that's a mistake over, all, yeah, I,
3: all around. I completely agree with you. I think that, that that it's not like he's bad, but she's so good. She's so good. That it would be like having Brock Lesnar cutting promos all the time yeah, while Paul Heyman just, just the stands bag. there. Yeah. And you're like,
1: hmm, that's...
3: No, that's yeah. not good. And
1: before people get stupid and start saying you're comparing Zelina to Paul, no, we're saying in this situation, it's comparable in this situation. Well, yeah,
3: situation. I'm always not saying Zelina's as good as Paul right. Heyman, but I'm saying she's that good. in 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 relation to the character of Andrade, yes. I think she's very key to his success. You know, before... Since NXT. Well, before she came along in NXT, he was trying to cut promos himself, yep. and it was failing miserably. Yep. So when he had the like top hat and the spenders and stuff, yeah. and so um, she has been crucial to
1: his success. A thousand percent agree and she's the one that came up with that whole move where they lay on the ring uh, lay on the ropes no yes no she says she came up with it well no he's been doing counters it
3: no he's been doing the Tranquilo thing forever well she says the double Tranquilo is what she came up with fair okay okay I see what he's been doing that since I see what you're saying right right, that's like the Los Ingobernables thing Tranquilo she just maybe said, hey, let's do it at the same time. Yeah, there
1: we go. That's what she said. All right, let's do... Wait, one more vignette, and that's the tea vignette. A little, little tea between Lacey oh, yes. and Charlotte there, kind of bringing back the old tea time with Becky and Charlotte. Did you like this? Not really. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Thought I thought it was clumsy.
3: I, I, it's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't think it was necessary. It yeah. was one of those things where point. I was like, what was the point of this? Yeah. Especially with what happened right after.
1: Yeah, yeah. We get them, like, since they're going to be together... Uh, it's, it's, you know, the matches Bailey's going to take on Lacey Evans, a wild card. What's wild? Uh, they come out, they have, uh, they have a good match. I thought Lacey looked good. Lacey's really like coming along, commanding the ring at this level. And it's fun to watch. I thought Bailey fought fought a great match. I wish they'd get rid of those floating things. I just feel it. We don't need it anymore. Yeah. I think they've,
3: they've run their course too.
1: I mean, it's, it's unique.
3: So I do like the unique factor of it, but I do think that like it's also what people used against her though. When, yeah, agreed, yeah, yeah. agreed. And I think that she does need that that like, little bit tougher of an edge now that she's yeah. starting to get. Yeah. I think that this match was uh, good. I like this match. Yep. Um, you know, the matches on the show were all good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they so they they, they did what they needed to do. Um, I just um, you know, I just I just wish they weren't rushing because I feel like. Bailey versus Lacey could have been a pay-per-view match.
1: Oh, absolutely! You know, yeah. um, which but it still, will be down the which road. Which it will be. Yeah. I
3: think. Well, based on the way it ended, when Bailey, you know, Bailey wins, and then well, Charlotte interfered, interferes because
1: Bailey hits her,
3: causing Lacey to lose. Right, and then you know, Bailey wins, and then Lacey attacked Charlotte after the match. So let's talk about this. I'm Just guessing the three ways on the way because
1: two interesting things happened here. Yes, well, of course they got to throw Charlotte in the mix, of course. So you have Charlotte it, and hit. Uh, or I mean uh, Lacey hit Charlotte out of anger, messing up her title shot, but also you give Lacey the pin over Bailey while the referee is uh, occupied that's a bit that 's usually reserved for a face yeah that well, gets no sh- that pin over a heel, but doesn 't get a legitimate pin because the referee was occupied okay it's rare when it goes that the heel gets the pin over the face. And the face gets saved by the ref being preoccupied. Okay. You know, because it gives legitimacy to the the heel that they... I don't think they there's a
3: lacy face anytime soon. No,
1: that's what I'm saying. But I wonder about that situation, what it meant. So they're trying to get her over more with the fans that she could have won here and didn't.
3: I think it's just to, show, it's to get to the three-way. It's
1: like that yeah, okay. she was
3: going to win, but right. Charlotte messed it up. Charlotte goes, well, I haven't got a rematch still after losing or something true, like that. True. You know, and then they... Three way. Okay. I That's so you, my guess. At you least.
1: Think, but it'll be what? SummerSlam down the road? You think, it won't be Superstar Showdown, obviously.
3: No, not Superstar Showdown. Yeah. Stomping Ground? Yeah, Isn't stomping. that the next yeah. one, right? I saw those things being shown, right? Is that what's called Stomping Ground? Yeah, stomping Grounds. B- groundbreaking? Breaking Ground? Stomping
1: grounds. <laughs> stomping grounds. That's a terrible name for a whatever. It is. But, whatever. Uh, but yeah, overall, I thought the segment was fantastic. Certainly pushed Bailey back. I, I love what's happened with Bailey uh it's kind of low-key becky it's kind of low-key becky reboot you have a reboot with bailey i like she's more edgy we'll see where it goes from here but i hope they don't mess this up by taking the belt off her quickly let her establish it for a bit and then we'll move on from there don't jinx her if you put it on charlotte again everyone will get bored you got to let her fight for it for a little bit like you're doing with our truth It works. Let us care about the heat faces for a little bit. It's not a negative. That's how we used to do it in the old days.
3: I feel like I could see Lacey being the next one. That Lacey beating her for it. And that.
1: But isn't she preoccupied with the, Becky, with the Becky Lynch? Isn't that more of the feud right now? Who
3: knows? There's so many wild card things Hello. and feuds going on. And that, <laughs> it's hard to keep track.
1: All right, one last match we've got to get to. Roman Reigns and R-Truth taking on Drew McIntyre and Elias. This was a good match. Yeah. Nice back and forth. Good to see R-Truth get some... R-Truth, man, mad love love to you, brother. I was watching some old old WCW shit from the 90s, and there you are, and here you are, still doing it in 2019. Like, mad love to you to hang with these young guys and, and wrestle as well as you still do. Ageless wonder really is a perfect term to describe you. And everything went down, and Reigns gets the uh, win with the Superman punch, I think, with the spear, rather, gets the victory. Then spears Elias again for uh, R-Truth to pin him and get that 24-7 title back. So there we go at the end of the night.
3: It was funny. My, my girlfriend, she loves two people. Well, she loves a lot, but there's two of her favorite wrestlers yeah. are R-Truth and Alicia Fox. Oh, respect. And I like it, your girlfriend a
1: lot. <laughs> I like Alicia too, and,
3: yeah. and And uh, when she was hooking, I said, it's your boy, R-Truth, in the main event. She said... In the main event, <laughs> and I said, "Yeah," and she said, "Whoa, I I, I like that, but whoa, yeah. you know." And so, I, which was how I felt when I saw he was going to be in the main event. I'm right. like, "Wow, that quickly they've just from this twenty four seven title popped our truth up to a main event match, yeah, uh, and it works when he's there. It always does. Oh, whenever course. they like let him, whenever they bring him up for a little bit, it always works. He's yeah. a, he's a great talent." Um, Yeah, it wasn't a bad match or anything like that. It it was what it was. It's just my problem is that, like, I'm not super into the feud itself of, like, Roman Reigns and Shane, so it it makes me less interested in the match itself.
1: Yep, I think that's the danger here, Ryan, is that you, by attaching Elias and McIntyre to, to Shane in this particular iteration of Shane... You're almost like losing the luster of both of these guys. Absolutely, at the same time. because
3: it's like those two guys don't need Shane. Yeah, Shane needs really those don't. guys, mm-hmm. and we don't need Shane. So, yeah. <laughs> in like this weird turnabout, it, 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 it makes it a lot less interesting to watch. Yeah. You know, if that was a feud of just McIntyre and Elias against Roman, I'd probably enjoy it way more. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I just don't understand what, what Shane needs to be there for yeah. in every single part of it. Do
1: they do they think that neither one of them can carry the stick, and that's why they have Shane? I honestly don't,
3: of course, I mean, like, of course they can. Yeah. Like, both are great on the mic, you I know, so, so, so I, I, I don't see how that could be a possibility. I just yeah. think that they think that Shane is an effective heel, similar to how they saw Baron Corbin as an effective heel, even though most of, the, most of the wrestling world was like, yeah, we don't need that to be the focus of the entire Raw. We, it's nothing against Baron Corbin, but it doesn't need to be the entire focus of Raw. And it's I like, agree. it's nothing against Shane McMahon, the performer, but we don't need all weeks worth of programming to revolve around Shane.
1: That's a good point. Both Raw and SmackDown. Put a that's credible performer in there. That's a great point.
3: Put, that could have been a Dean Ambrose. If you had spent all that time on making Dean Ambrose a tough badass, he wouldn't have left. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, that, that's, what that sh- that's who should be there. The guys who can. Yeah. Not someone he needs five wrestlers behind him to, be, to look credible at the front. Right. I know Vince McMahon did that in the past, and it was
1: very successful for the company, but it's clearly moved past that. But Vince also rarely wrestled. He wrestled a lot during that, era? Yeah. Mm, maybe. I think it was more about like running the corporation, right? And then he'd get into matches. But it was never like... He like, was, perform- was never a weekly wrestler exactly, like they're doing with Shane. That, like they're doing with Shane. That's what I mean, I guess. Yeah. That's what I feel like it was. For the pay-per-views, yes, Vince yeah. wrestled in the big matches on it the It was an attraction. So. And yeah. Shane
3: has... His luster of being an attraction has been lost. It's gone. Absolutely. Shane is no longer an
1: attraction. Yeah, it,
3: Shane is a regular wrestler and, 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 and yep. should be held to the same standards as everyone else, even though his last name is McMahon.
1: Right. Even if he drops a 100-foot elbow drop, it won't carry the same weight it did. No, mess.
3: he doesn't have the same charisma he used to have. Yeah. And it's no knock on Shane. I love the guy. He's one yeah, of my Shane's favorites great. of all time. Absolutely. It's just right now, and I don't think he should be like taken off TV or anything like that. Right. I just don't think that the five hours of programming on television every week should be revolved around Shane McMahon.
1: Sometimes less is more. And Shane Less has always been more. Yes. It really has. He's great. And because he has such an impact when he does get the chance to be in the center stage and on the highlight.
3: But I did enjoy SmackDown much more than I did Raw this week. There were lots of good moments in the show.
1: It's very clear. You've said that a few times. Let's make it clear so no one gets it confused. Don't come at Ryan with these lies. He didn't enjoy SmackDown. He enjoyed SmackDown. We both did. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for watching this SmackDown Live recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. Ryan, what do you want to tell them about how to follow and read and listen to everything we do?
3: ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website where you can find all the top stories throughout the week in the world of professional wrestling. At WrestlingSheet on social media, youtube.com slash C slash WrestlingSheet. That's where you can find all the videos that we do. You got the Ron SmackDown recap with myself and Roca. You have got Wrestling Sheet Radio on Thursdays where I talk about all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling. And uh, yesterday we put up a Double or Nothing review, myself and Jen Sturger, Jennifer Decker, uh, did a full rundown of the show, we were both there, but I went back and watched some of it so I could have some insight on that side of things as well, but I think that, you know, a lot of time in the world of wrestling there's not like fully uh, woman reviewing, there's not as many prominent women reviewing things, and I just want to tell you this much. Jen is a diehard wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize how diehard of a wrestling fan she was until we started talking about, uh, double or nothing and she brought up WWE related things. And so, um, I think that, uh, you know, I, I was blown away by it. and I think you guys will, too. Uh, she's not just working with AEW uh, because, you know, because of her following or anything like that. Like, she's li- she's actually a diehard wrestling fan. So go check that out. It's a really fun hour conversation between myself and Jen Sturger. If you want to listen to it, you can check out the podcast version. Uh, same with these shows that we do and same with wrestling sheet radio. Just search wrestling sheet radio on all the biggest podcast platforms. Yeah.
1: I love Jen Tapisa. I love having Jen on sports time all the time. She knows a lot about sports as well, you know, so she's great. When you get a chance to sit down and talk with her, very relaxed, a knowledgeable woman, rarely caught out not knowing about something. And that tells you that she studies what she knows and likes, legitimately likes. To watch wrestling and sports, and talks about it, knowledge. We all right. Thanks everybody for watching this episode of SmackDown Live Recap. Follow him at the Ryan Sand, follow me at The Rogue Says. Let us know what you thought about the show as well, and we'll talk to you next week with another Raw and SmackDown Live Recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. Till then, have a great week and enjoy Takeover.
2: ProWrestlingSheet.com.